again to your boys' show. Your boys. The boys are back in town. Oh, you said it, man. I, I was talking about that earlier, and then you went and did it, Llama. Well, I am back in town. After a week in, uh, in Texas, um, spreading the word of Mets and a monk, and talking about recovery, and uh, seeing how things change, it's good to be back with you, brother. Yeah, likewise, likewise. That's 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 obvious. A uh, lot of good energy being shared already. Grateful for this process that we're still going through. And the bottom line is, is that you being away is just not all right. That's not all right. Like I understand other people need you, but come on, man. What are you What are you thinking? I thought you'd had three episodes done already and just sort of photo photo talked me into it from it. But I'm here. You're here. We're back together again on Radical Recovery, Recovery Radio. Radio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So this is Mets. And this is Amonk. And what we do together is we just plant seeds. Seeds. I love the way you say that. Say that again. Seeds. seeds. Let that stuff just ruminate a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Water it, nurture it, take care of it as you would your own life. And later on today when you're sitting around having an espresso with some of your mates and some of your cronies, you go, you know, I was listening to Mets and a monk today and they were talking about change. And, you know, I had some new ideas that came out of that and, and it made me uh, wonder about change. And it starts a conversation about important change mm. so when we talk about that that important change is there something in particular that resonates with you llama from that word change well i have to go back to the boss the boss man the buddha who said everything changes nothing is permanent everything changes nothing is permanent mm. do you believe with that fact that you're able to stay more in the moment knowing that yeah, it, it, it helped me through losing eight iPhones um, because I realized then it was just everything changes. And you, when you went into recovery, did you uh, look at it as this is going to be the change I've been waiting for? Man, I didn't even really know what planet I was on. So as far as like being aware of change, I think I had a lot of fear of change. And that was to become that guy that uh, that today, you know, like they say, uh, I became the guy I used to make fun of. And to take it a step further, I'm okay with that. But I had I had some fear around no chaos. I had some fear around being that nine to five guy, you know. Obviously, I didn't fully understand what all that was going to entail. It was a, it was a lot of um, a lot of lies in between my ears that was having me think that way. And that's, fear is the word that's always accompanying change because people look at change, I think, my opinion, is people look at change as, well, it's not going to be a good thing because if anything, it puts me out on thin ice. It puts me in, a, in an environment that I'm not used to. I'm out of my rhythm, my sink, and that's where it's scary. Yeah, it's extremely scary, and it always takes me back to a, to a movie. Uh, there was a scene in the movie called Heat where De Niro and Pacino sit down and have a conversation, and Pacino, uh, Pacino's on the right side of the law and De Niro isn't. 
and you can just see the con- the confliction between the two of the characters in that movie about and De Niro is like what does that mean like barbecues and ball games like you could tell like that wasn't going to be enough for him and and the end of the movie where he does take the exit and he could have just kept driving straight you know and when we have that opportunity to change and we don't take it and we can't let certain things go we'll get dragged or we'll get or we'll get punished some way somehow by not just kind of going with the flow that's cool. You went right to the movie thing. I, I was going to the movie thing in my head, too, but I was going to Beetlejuice, where they suddenly step out the door, and they're in the sand, the, the land of the sandworm, and this big barren place, and they're all alone. And I think in my life, when I was thinking change early on, that's what I thought was not sandworms, but a barren, not hospitable place. And, and and Buddhist teaching again, uh, not to not to lamatize this, but um, the thing about change is because we're so eager to grasp, to cling. You know, I, I wanted to just hang on to my addiction because I was comfortable with it. It had been my routine, and you know whether I liked it or not at that point, it was something I was just used to doing. And go into recovery. Go, go into like this PTSD land of, of no use, that change was fearful. Yeah. The, the whole thing about finally being in recovery for a little bit of time and actually grasping for roots. Uh, been practicing yoga and I do a certain position. And it's like I always find my hands underneath my feet. And to become rooted in being okay with all the changes that are coming and trying my very best to savor the moments because they aren't going to be here for all the time. And that's especially true with my loved ones. This morning I was able to spend some time at my son's school and he did like a Father's Day deal. And to, to truly be in the moment with that and to to enjoy that change, to... <laughs> To really fully be present and and not have to you know be fearful of what's going to change, like really soak that moment in, yeah, and then grasping for my roots, man. I don't know. There's there's just something coming up with that again and again for me lately. Is just trying to be centered. And and for anybody out there chilling with Mets and a monk uh, in three R land, you know three R. Radical Recovery Radio. Change can be a change is a process. It's not just I'm going to change my mind or I'm going to change something. And if you if you need support, uh, there are plenty of resources. If you if you Google change, especially if you Google change in addiction and recovery, um, you can see it's a six stage process. So you can actually follow along if you or or reach out to other resources. Because sometimes, at least in my case, when I went into recovery, it, I, I, I had a big change I had to make, and I questioned whether I could do it myself or not. I think discipline goes hand in hand with change. You might not feel like, you might not want to, it just doesn't matter. The discipline to do what you're supposed to do for yourself, in turn, affects everyone else and the discipline, to me, it's got to be accompanied by that change. Yeah, that's solid. It, it, it just, and, and change is a good thing, I think, more than a bad thing. 
it's nobody goes, oh, I'm going to change so that I'm doing something worse or I'm going to change so I feel crappier than I do now. The change, you look at change as an opportunity to do something different that can benefit your life, benefit your attitude, benefit your space, um, and and constructively do it. So many people do talk about, uh, I'm going to change my location and everything's going to be fine until you realize you take all your shit with you when you go. Mm. If you've picked up on it yet, before Lama says something he truly believes in, he drops this word, dude. Uh, we were talking earlier, and it was like, dude, if you can't find something to be grateful for, you got to take a look at that. Do you do you recognize that you drop the dude when you when you let it when you let it loose? That's scary because uh, that's a throwback. When I was in the monastery originally, um, you know, dealing with guys who've been monks since they were seven years old, and they're geshes, and you always address them as geshe la, and and there were several times where I just went, hey, dude. And a Tibetan guy just sort of looked at me like, okay, uh, uh, <laughs> okay, Yeah, nice. The other thing with change is becoming vulnerable, opening up, let you know, trusting that whatever is operating in your life, as far as a power greater than yourself, is doing he sheer its very best job to put you in a place to succeed. And with that change and opening up, like there was points in my recovery where I didn't want to be vulnerable. I surely didn't want to talk about my behavior even in recovery. And it was a change for me to just put that stuff out there and basically character assassinate myself in order to change enough so that I could stay in recovery. Because sometimes too, even with some of that, it's like I don't want to settle for less. So even if I am able to hang on to some of those old behaviors, and they're definitely not old if you're still doing them, even if I was able to hold on to those, and not to say that all that stuff is gone, I still got my stuff, and anybody that tells you they don't have certain things going on, get away from them. But the the, the effort to try, I just try, to continue to demonstrate that change is, is where it's at, and sometimes it, it really does take just letting people see you at your face, face yeah. value. Speak your truth. It's, we're all Klingons, but we're all you know. You, you know, it can. I'll give it up when you scrape my cold dead fingers off it as one for something. I can't remember what, but uh, we just want to hang on to our stuff, ourself, because we're comfortable there. And recovery to me, man. Anytime I speak, like this past week in Texas, saw a lot of new people in recovery, and I was surrounded by courage because people recognized they needed a change or people sought the change and they were working on the change and there was just so much courage from everybody. Was, that's, to me, that's where change becomes, okay, I'm gonna roll with it and see, because I can do it. Part of the process for a lot of folks is to set new goals. You know, a change in behavior to set new goals in order to attain them. What do you think is the best way to go about doing that? Well, you make them doable. You know, for a lot of people that go into recovery, it depends on how you do it. If you go into a detox and then a rehab um, and then an after programs, you set your goals. What's the ultimate goal? I've asked some people this past week in Texas, you know, what was your goal? Uh, to get sober. Okay, that's a pretty large one. And then how are you going to go about it? 
and the 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 things you need to change in your life to achieve the goals you set. And obviously, getting sober is the is the maybe the ultimate result, but it's recovery. As we have we have found out in a previous episodes, recovery and sobriety can be two different things. Um, if your goal is recovery and your goal is sobriety, then you have to change what brought you to that point and change your method of operation to do it. Yeah, and to go back to the discipline piece, or just to talk about discipline, there are times where you're going to have to drag your ass out of bed. There are times where somebody's going to say something to you and you don't like it. So what? Try your very best to figure out a way to take that at value and find out you know, what that can do for you. Because the discipline to set these goals, then to accomplish them, but also during that duration, you set the goal and, you, and it's a daily thing. It's a grind. It's an absolute grind. There's no way around it. There's 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 no way of just being able to put 20 bucks down a month and it's easy as that. It doesn't happen. Whether it's the gym, whether it's changing your inward monologue between your ears. Thank God I found meditation to take me even further with that. There's there's just no no doubt as far as how big of a role that has played in my life. So to be able to do that and to keep that effort moving. And one of the biggest things for me personally is to stay out of the outcome. I'll set that goal. I'll try to live in the outcome. Discouragement comes up too fast, you know, because I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I think I should be, which is a whole other topic. But uh, that change of like staying out of the outcome and just staying humble and staying on the grind. And and be, be ready to and willing to pat yourself on the back when you go, all of a sudden you stop and you go, wow, that's a change. I didn't respond to that taunt or that's a change in how I respond to things. Give yourself credit for that. Yeah, because you never know where that spiritual paycheck is coming from. I've got plenty of times where for myself, doing the right thing, working on changing, and I'd be in the worst mood possible with a lot going on, and somebody would just reach out to me and they would say, hey, you know when you did that? Thank you. And right then and there with that spiritual paycheck, it was like it was like everything had been flushed internally. I've never felt so good in my life from the demonstration and discipline to change in order to have that spiritual paycheck come. Uh, an old deposit in the karma bank. Change, change, change. Change, change, change. It's okay if you like our voices. It's okay if you think we say Radical Recovery Radio a little too much because we're into it. And and it, we have the microphone. You're just listening. Joy. Yeah, yeah and, and maybe you need to change. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take a low shot at you, but like, let's face it. There's probably some things you need to, you need to work on, especially if you don't like this. So chill out, enjoy, feel the experience of your life. Uh, Dig your recovery, Uh, work hard at it. Um, I've even heard that you can burn calories in recovery. And uh, we will be here again the next time for you as we are Mets and a Monk on Radical Radical Recovery Recovery Radio. Radio.